2008, 12, 13, 14 years of pretty solid growth. Mm. We, we got pretty fat from it. We're all, we're all lining our pockets. Yeah. And now it's one of those things where hard times breed strong men, which bring good times, which breed weak men, mm. which breed bad times, right? And then the bad times bring strong men as well. Radio Bergs. Mate, we're live. Look Mate. at this. In the same room. In the same room. Welcome to the Ben and Berg Show, your favorite MBA and college dropout sharing their lessons in crypto, growing a Web3 startup, investing life, and uh, mate, you're actually real. I thought you were fake there at some stage. Mate, I'm straight OG. Don't even worry about it. Mate, it's so good to see you. I swear you've had a growth spurt since I saw you last, mate. You're still growing? You're a young lad? Yeah, still still growing. Uh, probably better looking than last time. A little bit better than you anyway with that shade beard. Mate. <laughs> I'm much better looking with this. I look fresh. I look clean. <laughs> People are loving it, mate. They're even calling me to shave it all off. Yeah. I think it's the bear market. You've got to uh, you've got to try something new in a bear market. You do, mate. You've got, got to keep it fresh. Hit, hit keep it gym. interesting. Spicy. Yeah, getting in the gym, mate. Doing some deadlifts. Well, mate, if it wasn't for you, I fucking wouldn't be in Perth. That's for sure. Because, uh, man, coming over here, flying back in time, living out here in the history. Mate, what are you talking There's about? There's nothing going on out here. You flew off a fucking dirt road with bloody... What is it, Lonnie Airport that doesn't really exist? You get these small little prop planes. You came over, look, when you came to Perth, no dramas, mate. Just straight here, amazing, we're, we're All, awesome apartment. <laughs> you got beautiful sunshine. You had an amazing feed last night. You get to see me, mate. What could be better than that? <laughs> when you replied, you're like, mate, I just Googled Launceston Airport and it came up with three goats and a, and a fucking dirt track. <laughs> so good. <laughs> that sounds right. Bergs, we've got a wicked episode today. We've got lots to talk about. We're going to talk about crypto first. We've got a couple of stories that I think you're going to find funny. Uh, then we're going to talk economy because the economy is fucked. And then we're going to go into sales, how it works and acquisition strategies for businesses. And as, as always, we've got our meme of the week and meal of the week. You've been eating well? You got, you got something good for us today? Mate. Uh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually had a couple of things. So I cooked up an awesome steak sandwich that was just fucking just incredible, mate. Like I was like, oh, this is it. This is the one. But then... I went out and I made a pizza dough. It's a Polish dough, which means it's a double ferment. It's this really fancy thing. And mate, this Italian guy. So I watched this YouTube video and right. he's like, mate, I'll make the dough. We go like this. He's like doing all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be exactly like this guy. This is going to be amazing. So anyway, you do like a small ferment. You leave it overnight and then you work that dough and you work it into, you know, some more stuff. And then you do it again. Anyway, halfway through, like everyone's out of the house. I'm like, great. This is the perfect time to do it. I take it out. And I start going like this, and I'm like, this isn't right. <laughs> and literally, I missed a step. <laughs> no, mate, it's, it's the stickiest dough. It's just covered on my hands. It's not like I can't knead the dough. I have to like scrape it off. My phone starts ringing. I can't pick up my phone. I'm just like, fuck this. Just like screaming through my house going, what is going on? Eventually, like I ended up putting it in like a mixer and getting it all right. On the this, then like two days later, made the pizza, mate. They were just like puffy, beautiful pizzas, nice. just like cut through. It was just amazing. Best pizza. The fire control was insane. The oven was about four hundred and fifty degrees outside. It was just perfect. You're making me hungry. We haven't had lunch mate, yet. We're <laughs> starving as well. So classic Ben rocks up late. So I got to do all the setup. You know, he talks to the guy, do everything, and you book it from twelve till two, right? Prime lunchtime. My gut at the most, like I'm pissed off. I'm hangry. Oh mate, so that was going to be my meal of the week, but right. then I went to I went to a friend's birthday and they cooked the meal of the week. Oh wow! So okay, well, crank that up. It. It's exciting. It's it. next level, man. We need to keep that at the end because otherwise I'm going to pass out hungry. One thing we do have, well, we don't have a problem of today, Bergs, is Wi-Fi speed. That is one thing. <laughs> 
I'm so happy to not. You're not see lagging. You. You're not a white dot. You're literally like four pixels that talks every now and then, and I'm just like trying to get a signal from you, mate. Jeez. The, the recording time is chopped down from three hours to one hour. Yeah. We don't and to... now I'm getting too much signal. You need to turn that head down, mate. Seriously. <laughs> turn this lights down, mate. It's bouncing off your forehead. <laughs> That's what's making you look pretty. Oh, my God. Right. Let's get into it. So, because I woke up, I've been journaling again. So, I haven't been journaling in a little while. I thought, fuck, I need to get back into journaling. Because journaling, yeah. I find, is a way that you can look back and reflect on your day. And it's a way that you can step out of the day today and actually get like a, a visualization of how well you did, things to improve. And writing that down, that that stream of thoughts is such an unbelievable way of like oh, yeah. just really digging into what the fuck is going on in your life and how can you improve it. And I had this realization the other day that I'm not reading enough. I'm not learning enough. I'm doing all this fucking shit, but I feel as though I'm not progressing fast enough. Yeah. So I had this realization and I woke up this morning, I started to read. I read, I went back into Decrypt, my crypto sites, went back to the AFR and just started reading stuff. And all of a sudden, like this morning, I'm like, I just... I was having fun again and I was learning, I was finding new stories and there's some stuff I want to talk about today in today's pod. But the idea of learning and reading, I think for me, I'm not sure about you and others, but is such a great way to feel progress in your life that you can implement day to day. How do you find that? Absolutely. First of all, the consciousness streaming, that is amazing because to try and mediate your own thoughts thoughts in your own head, you're just never going to get there. That's right. Start writing it down and you see what's going on. And that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm a student for life, mate. That's what I am. I'm always going to be learning. I'm always going to be doing courses until the day I die. Like, I just have to keep learning, getting new perspectives, reading different perspectives on... I, I read a lot of, like, nonfiction, like, a lot of uh, philosophy as well, mm. and a lot of science fiction. Mm. And they're the three different areas where I get different perspectives on life. Mm. And even, even learning, like... Okay, so you sent me on a cash day for EO, yeah. right? And I'm like, cash, I'm all over this, son. I'm an MBA, I've done accounting, <laughs> I've done finance, you'll be right. And just going back into it in an area I don't do every day, you realize how long it's been since you've learned something structured. And when when that hits you, you're like, oh, shit. And how exciting, how exciting is it when you can take that and you go, oh, my God, you can see how you're going to implement that, whether it be cash or philosophy or fucking whatever it is. Oh, my God, I, I want to talk to someone about that. Or you've got more to... Th- talk at the dinner table or like you can implement that at work like it's so powerful and it's the same you're talking about with the other week when you travel and you have new experiences Mm. or you meet someone and you just talk to them they just give you a different perspective on life Mm. and you know we're knowledge workers right we walk around with all these problems in our head like i have to solve this thing this is the long-term thing i've got this long-term goal and they're always ideating in the back of your mind and they're always going off and the more experiences you have the more you read the more you learn Mm the more you will solve those problems. It's just, and when it clicks, it's just a beautiful thing. 100%, man. So I think journaling's been a, a big game changer and I, and I always sometimes forget about it, but I need to make it more of like everyday, man. It's, such it's so hard thing. to keep up, isn't it? You have yeah. to build that habit, even yeah. if it's like five minutes a day, yeah. but it's like the easiest habit to give up. Yeah, 100%. Anyway, so the thing I was reading this morning around, there were some sisters in Melbourne that <laughs> yes. received some crypto. So uh, about a year ago, these Melbourne sisters, they uh, basically had lost $100 or something. So they went to crypto.com and asked for a refund. And, you know, we need 100 bucks back. Yeah. But they didn't get $100 back, Bergs. How much did they get? They got $10.5 million. <laughs> that sounds like crypto to me, mate. <laughs> Just a quick 1,000 X. Quick 1,000 X. <laughs> so these, these sisters have asked for a refund. They've gotten $10.5 million in there account now what would you do if you got 10.5 million dollars arrived in your crypto account i'd long bitcoin mate i'd go 100x leverage 
Now, two little so, truly. So, ten, okay, 10 million, I'm like, yeah, cool. 10 million, oh, I don't know, for me, it's probably not enough to move to Mexico and uproot my whole life. I don't know, mate. I'd, I'd, I'd probably, yeah, I'd take it out, put it in a mixer, send it somewhere, and be like, sorry, the money's gone, lad. <laughs> At least buy me a couple of days to think. Well, I think, that, I think the, issue, like, the issue is, it's like, it's a KYC platform, right? Like, you know, they know who you they are. They know who you are. Yeah. So you're instantly fucked. So I think that what I, what I would have done was try to turn it into 20. Right, yeah, and then yeah. then give the ten mil back. The issue is, if you lose the ten, then you might be screwed. These sisters, they they waited for a little bit to see if like the money was going to come back. Obviously, no one knew uh, because the crypto.com did nothing about it. They went out and bought a one point something million dollar home in Melbourne. That's conservative, mate. You got ten million, you spend yeah, a million like on a we'll, house, we'll keep right. we'll keep nine. I reckon it was like, oh, you know, let's spend a million then just see what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a few months later. They, uh, Crypto.com found out, taken them to court. Obviously, they lost. Yeah. So they were, you know, battling against it. They lost. Uh, and now, <laughs> completely wrecked. They've spent, I don't know how much money they've spent outside of the 10.5 and the house, but now Crypto.com are trying to get their money back. Mate, <laughs> unbelievable. So the, the real thing I would do is call the company, right? But I think there comes a point, and I don't know what this threshold is. There comes a point where you have to consider it and you're like, I could take that and go to a country without extradition <laughs> and I could live out the rest of my day. Well, what would that number have to be for you in that account? Oh, to run, to, to walk away completely and just go off the face of the earth and like, you know, change the, yep. change your you identity. You never come back. You can never come back. I don't think there is a number. I was at first I, I was I'm like 50, then I'm like 100, but, like, but then, you know, I have to take my family, then I can't come back and see them, can't see my friends. Is that really worth any amount of money? That's like 10 mil. Fuck that. Yeah. Let's just make 10 mil, you know, yeah. then live, live a day to day. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know it. I mean? That's it. Like, yeah. what are you really giving up? And yeah. you see these guys that run all these crypto scams or Ponzi's, yeah. all this kind of stuff, and they get this money and then they go and live in some weird country. Yeah. Or people that go and live in the Caymans, like they're these rich people, they go and live in the Caymans to save like... 20% of their income or something like that. Because yeah. all the shit's really expensive over there. It's yeah. like, are you really going to uproot your life for an extra 20%? To live in the Caymans. If you're already rich, like, what, are you going to buy another boat? Why are you getting rid of all your friends and doing all that stuff? Mm. So that kind of thing never made sense to me. You know, I think some people are wired that way, right? They're like, you know, 20% for them is, well, 20% for a lot of people is a lot of money, but the idea of giving money to the government, for example, is just so against their like ethos and morals that they'll yeah. do anything on earth to move fucking anywhere to not have to spend that money. That's it. And it comes back to like your values and how you measure your life. And I have a lot of friends that really measure their lives on how much do I earn? What is my status in life? And, you know, how much are my investments doing? You know, what is my job title? What power do I have? And actually this, I wrote a quote down and this was, this was so interesting to me. So beware of over-concern for money or position or glory. Someday you will meet a man who cares for none of these things then you will realize how poor you really are. Wow. And I was like, holy shit. Because I've been obsessed with all that stuff, you know, yeah. went to uni, got to do some more study, got to work my way up, do all these things, get more money. Yeah. Now you've got money. Now you've got to invest it. Now you look at your returns and you're constantly measuring and it has to be linear and you constantly have to progress. That's just not the life for me, man. Like yeah. I've, I've done that. And up until probably four months ago, like I was hardwired to only do that. Now I honestly could not give a shit. It's literally, do I have enough money for the next 12 months to live the life that I want? And am mm. I generally going in the direction I want? Yes, done. Like, don't even look at the accounts or banking. Maybe like once a month, something yeah. like that. That's fucking cool, man. Yeah, because seriously, that and there's, there's that story, right, where 
And it's told in a million different ways where I think it's somewhere in Mexico or some, some kind of country or, you know, in Greece, uh, um, a really rich businessman, he goes to, you know, this guy, he's a fisherman and he goes, oh, you know, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm a fisherman and I'll go out, I'll fish for like two or three hours, I'll, I'll get my fish, it's enough to feed my family, then I'll spend time with my friends and I'll relax and I'll have a siesta, all this kind of stuff. And he goes, oh, you know, like, yeah, fuck, because he's an American guy, he's into business, he's this big fat businessman. And he's, you know, he's got millions of dollars, all this kind of thing. And he's like, oh, look, I'm on holiday. And he's, he's, he's in his late 50s. He's like, well, why don't you get another boat? And he's like, oh, okay, I could get another boat. And then what? He's like, oh, you could get a fleet. You could hire people. You could work in that for 20, 30 years, get heaps of income. And then you could, like, retire. And, you know, you could spend time with your friends. You know, you could do a little bit of fishing. You could do everything. He's like, that's great. But what's the 20 to 30 years for? Like, I'm yeah. already living that retired life. What am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, that's I funny. just love that. It's like, um, you know, are you working to live or living to work? Yeah. And that's a fascinating thing because for me, I, I love to work. You know, I love to, because that is me living. But I think for some people that, you know, especially when they get older, I've heard a lot of people when they give, like what when asked the question, what advice would you give you to your 21-year-old self is not to work so hard. Yeah. But I think for some people that worked a nine-to-five grind in a job they fucking hate for like 50 years yeah. to set themselves up for retirement and now they're old and don't really have that much money and now they're hating life. But if you can do something every day that you love and you enjoy... Yeah. That sounds so much more fun. You know what I mean? You need to get after it. And the thing is, like, everyone gets into a nine-to-five job, whether you're minimum wage, you went to uni, it's still nine-to-five, you're working in a corporate kind of thing. Everyone, generally, people long for something else. Mm. And it really comes down to what are you willing to do to get that something else, mm. yeah. right? You have to stand out. You either have to reskill or you have to take a lower-paying job for a while or start your own business. You need to take that step to live that life that you want. Because if you're sacrificing 40 hours a week, and look, nine to five, it's not 40 hours, it's way more than that. Yeah. It's getting ready, it's doing the stuff you do at home, it's the travel time, it's everything else. The majority of your life, if you're unhappy for that, just to have a good weekend, you should probably reassess that. 100%. 100%. Right, that was a good little uh, segue <clears throat> into, I want to just, actually, I want to just quickly wrap, on, wrap up on crypto. So, a lot of talk about NFTs the last eight months or so. Like the NFT boom went fucking crazy like last year. It was absolutely Skits. insane. And now it's had a, a, a decent pullback. And I've seen actually a lot of people starting to give up on NFTs. People throwing in the towel, starting yeah. to sell, which I think is the right time to start buying. When I start seeing people giving up and even I start to go, oh, hang on a minute, what's going on in NFT land? That's yeah. usually the time that the bottom's in. Moonbirds, uh, what we own, Bergs, uh, Moonbirds is an NFT collection. And um, as it's basically, built, they're building a community. They're building a media brand and a community. They just raised another $50 million. So they minted $70 million they minted yep. when they first created. They've just raised another, I think they raised $5 million in their seed. Now they've raised another $50 million. And they are building a media brand. So they're building, they've got like these book clubs and they're building a token and they're building a whole community around this Moonbirds ecosystem. And they're launching another PFP next year. So they're launching, their, they've got the Moonbirds, the Oddities, and now they're launching the third PFP next year. And if you own a Moonbirds, you'll get, that airdropped. And what I think these guys are really trying to do is build this whole Web3, the Web3 media brand, where yep. you've got community, you've got a, an ecosystem with a token that's not, and um, uh, one of the founders, Kevin Rose, sort of quoted that he doesn't want to just create another token that's just out there creating, like just doesn't do yeah. fuck all right. He wants to add, give it actual value. Now he's been pretty light on the details, but you're going to have the PFPs, the tokens, you're going to have the media brand, they're doing book clubs, as I mentioned, podcasts, they're doing events, Yep. All around this idea of the Moonbirds, which is quite 
difficult for non-crypto people to understand. And even for me, I'm starting to get my head around like what this actually looks like in the Web3 environment. This is all really to do with this new digital transformation of like metaverse and like what happens online and this new, I guess, generation of media companies. This isn't your... Uh, on an AFR or TechCrunch, like this is a building a community where you own that yep. media, that media company. You're not using it; you are an owner, and you get to share the value in the creation of that, which is super exciting. Such good crypto, and I really like Moonbirds, where <clears throat> they're just taking what Board Ape Yacht Club have done, what Gary V's done with their conferences, their media that they're creating, their brands, their merch, all that kind of stuff, and going great. If we want to be a top five. PFP, what do we have to do to upframe that? Mm. And it's so wild the amount of money that they're raising. So they got heaps from their token launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kept a certain amount of tokens in their treasury, mm. which then, God, whatever they did, what like they worth? Yeah. 20 or 30x at the time, yeah. which they could have sold. Yeah. These guys are already, you know, wealthy to begin with. They're yeah. all working. They've gone and raised more capital. They're like, yeah. we're shooting for the stars here. Yeah. This the is Yambi. exciting. Yeah. This is so exciting where you can build in ownership and it's just going to be on your phone. You can tag things. You can go to a bar. You can come to a podcast studio, Moonbirds podcast studio. You can record your podcast, you know, and it builds their brand and you get leverage from all the other people that are in Moonbirds as well because you're part of the one collective, but you're your own separate thing. Yeah. It's just so exciting to see where the future is going to go with this, man. I think uh, back to investing. Someone asked me the other day around like what NFT should you buy as a beginner and like where should you start? I think, like any investment, looking at the founders and the team behind the project is like number one. You yeah. know, you look at Kevin Rose, he's a serial entrepreneur, built inside a bunch of different companies. Solid product guy. Solid product guy. And he's, want, he's shooting for the stars. And I think backing the founder and backing the team is a great way to, uh, you know, find a home for your investments because a, a product idea might not work out. Yeah. You know, even a collective shift, we pivoted a bunch of times because of like we're following the market and what people want. Yeah. If you're only backing that one idea and it doesn't, you know, follow through and the founder's like, no, well, fuck this, I'm out, you know, well, then your investment's done. Like any startup, it's going to be risky and it's going to be pivoting. So finding yeah. good founders and good uh, teams is a great way to find the right collection or investment you should make. Absolutely. And especially when they're a person that's already made it, someone like Gary Vee or Kevin Rose, where they've already made it, they've got an identity, a persona and a brand attached to it. Mm-hmm. And if they're willing to attach it to a new thing, you'll be pretty damn sure that they're going to put a lot of effort into it to succeed. Whereas you have founders that are unknown or undoxed. You don't know who they are. They do a token raise and you started a company, right? The hardest thing in the company is how do I get customers? How do I get cash in the door? And how do I scale? They solve that within a month where they'll do media, they'll do a launch and you get, you know, 50 to a hundred million in the door. Now you can be complacent. You can pay yourself a big salary. (laughs) There was, there was a, there was a NFT launch. I forget exactly what it was called but these guys i think they raised like 15 million they'll pay themselves 50 grand a month just salary yeah they were like trading with it they lost a bunch of money all this stuff was going on and that's the kind of thing you can expect from people that haven't run a company before or haven't hit success and these two guys have so they're i would say v friends and moonbirds are definitely two to watch i think a lot of the web3 platforms projects tokens nfts DAOs have lacked a lot of product market fit and a lot of them didn't really solve a problem or help people. You know what I mean? They lack coordination as well. Like, yeah. fuck me. Some of the DAOs, like, people, it's just a bunch of people with ADHD trying to do <laughs> stuff, right? And, like, trying to coordinate these fuckers. Yeah. Like, whereas people that have run, that have that small point of centralization and have a yeah. small company and they facilitate all of that stuff, yeah. like what people call Web 2.5, where it's yeah. not Web 2 and it's not Web 3, but you just have that little bit of coordination. Yeah. That helps so much. Yeah. 100%. Like, even like, 
fuck me. We go to a DAO and they have bounties and then someone will sign up and they'll kind of half do the work or not. And then you try and coordinate over millions, like different time zones and it's no one's priority. And they're just like, oh, we'll throw it to the community. The community will solve it. Community ain't doing shit. Yeah. Like they are not going to solve that for you. You need to stand up and be a leader for the brand and the company that you've built. 100%. And crypto right now is, we're in the depths of a bear market. I read a article this morning that it's i think we're at all-time low transaction volume amounts or not i don't know if it's all-time low or like in the last three or four years sort of all uh lows of transaction volume it's it's down really low which is basically signaling that no one's buying no one's fucking selling no one's doing everything you know people have people have not given up hope but they're just bored and people have gone out and done other things it's, I remember back to when, even when I got into like drop bears, which is like you know, yeah. Australian NFT, it's been a year since that happened. Everyone was super excited. Everyone was buying. Gas was through the roof. It cost like 300 bucks to do a transaction on Ethereum. And now it's like a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> like no one's doing anything. Discord's are dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And you think about like Discord's that were pumping. You yeah. go in there and there's like three messages. So like everyone's just doing other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like they're just not excited. Like yeah. there's no price action there. Yeah. And Man, you, you just look at it. And the, the people that have been holding since before like 2017, they're still holding. They're not selling. Yeah. They would have sold a little bit at the top. They might be buying some now. All the people that bought at, you know, 60,000, they've all been shaken out. They've yeah. all gone like in the last month. They're not in. They're not buying. Yeah. But then you start to see like, you start to see it pick up and people start to average in. It's not going to be huge volumes. You won't have the excitement. Yeah. But this is actually the exciting time as an investor to start building that wealth and building down that dollar cost average kind 100%. of price. 100%. So that sort of leads into the next little piece around the economy. And uh, we're going to an event tomorrow night, Berks, with the Perth Angels event. I'm doing a talk on crypto investing. I'm going to heckle the shit out yeah, of you. Yeah, I know you are, mate. I'm going to get security and if I can get you out of here. Oh, uh, mate, I'll find him. <laughs> but it, it was interesting. I was sort of looking at everything right now. And I mean, you know, crypto is heavily tied to the macro economy. And those that think that isn't is, you know, I, I think it's just not factual. You know, the, the macro economy has such a huge, uh, I guess, influence on how crypto goes because yeah. of, uh, you know, inflation rates and, and and tech stocks and all sorts of different stuff is really putting a compound, uh, you know, pushing crypto down. Yeah. What we've also seen recently in Australia is a lot, well, not even Australia, but everywhere, the, the layoffs in crypto. Oh, it's huge. So, so there's a prominent um, and prominent crypto exchange. So a prominent crypto exchange in Australia... Uh, recently laid off 21% of their staff. It's huge. Massive. And only a few months ago, like early this year, were growing at a rate of like we're hiring one a day. So that's a huge like yeah. shift, right? And that's not just one exchange. There's a lot of exchanges across the world. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and also tech stocks and tech companies laying off, you know, a shitload of people. And this is, you know, due to the amount of capital that's coming into this business is reducing. People are spending less money because yep. inflation's going up. They have yep. less money to spend and businesses are making less and valuations are down. It's a, it's a bloodbath. It's like when we saw the uh, the post default alive, is your company default alive mm. from Y Combinator? Yeah. And everyone's really taking that to heart and they understand that this is not going to be a quick two, three month thing. Mm. It's going to be a long period of time. Mm. And not only has the money dried up, but the valuations that yeah. if you do raise is going to be a lot lower. So the projections you had, the scenario plan is going to be very different. Money's dried up for a lot of reasons. So people have lost money in the stock market. Cost of capital is more expensive with interest rates going up. Yeah. And if we think about crypto, you know, 
crypto is based on money. You need money to invest in it. That's how it works, right? So it's not this decoupled, non-correlated asset. It just doesn't work that way. It's still tied to monetary and fiscal policy in the real world. Mm -hmm. In the future, it may not be, and people, they may be operating different systems, Mm -hmm. and there may be more incentives to do so, but at the moment, they're just not there. And even crypto companies are feeling this. Like, everyone across the board Mm. needs to tighten their belt. Like, crypto companies are funded by VCs, which are just in the normal kind of Web2 world, and that's where the capital is coming from. And their outlook is at least kind of 16 to 18 months to tighten their belts. Well, Jerome Powell came out and basically said, we don't give a fuck how the economy goes. Even if it comes back, we're not slowing down the rising of rate, the interest rates. Like, yeah. Basically said, until next financial year, uh, this is the this is the direction we're going. And Kyle, our TA trader, was talking about, like he literally, the markets rebounded the other day when they thought like the rates, the rising of interest rates were slowing down. And the Jerome Powell came out and yeah. apparently, literally he walked up in front of the camera or whatever for his presentation. And his tonality... His yeah. way of talking, he literally wanted to destroy the markets. He's like, you know, we are nowhere near done, basically. Like, we will continue the rise interest rates. We need to get inflation. Like, he basically just came out and physically, the way he presented and spoke, controlled how the market's going. How crazy is that? That one person or one entity can have so much control. It's so wild, isn't it? And for people to bet, base their forward projections just on this and looking at the tone, the words he used, the sentiment, all of yeah. those kind of things. How he looks, how he's how he's presenting, what he's wearing. This really tells me that it's like, yeah, okay, interest rates can go up. That's just a mechanism. But they're trying to work out the hurt across the economy and how interconnected it is and how it's going to be. And people are genuinely fearful. Mm. I think we've had it since the GFC, very good for a very mm. long time. Yeah, Like that's what, 2008, 12, 13, 14 years yeah. of pretty solid growth. Mm. We, we got pretty fat from it. We're, mm. all, we're all lining our pockets. Yeah. And now it's one of those things where – you know, hard times breed strong men, which bring good times, which breed weak men, mm. which breed bad times, right? Mm. And then the bad times build the strong men as well. Do you think there was a the founders and business owners across the board, you know, got a little bit ahead of themselves in terms of like spending and growth during that oh, great time? 100%. Yeah. And you think about it, interest rates, what, for us didn't move for how many years in yeah. Australia? Like an abnormal amount of years. So yeah. you get used to that. Cost of capital is cheap. People are giving it out. They're like, yeah, you know, things won't change. Yeah, COVID happened, but people were propped up. Some businesses folded, a lot survived. And everyone expected a big boom off the back of COVID. Mm. What they didn't understand was when you print shitloads of money across the economy, <laughs> where it's like 13 trillion globally since the GFC, what do you think is going to happen there? Mm. Something has to give. You have to raise interest rates to reduce spending. Prices go up and you inflate your way out of that debt. Mm. These are the hard times that we're going to experience. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what they're saying. We have to go through the hard times, reset everything before we rebuild. Exactly. And we're going through right now. And if you don't, your currency collapses. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so, yeah, the economy's, economy's fucked. Uh, when we're talking about building and accumulating, like I think it's, yeah. you know, you're going to get cheap, cheaper assets. Uh, I think a lot are probably going to go to zero because a lot of these products and crypto assets are specifically just don't solve a problem. Yeah. Uh, they're just out there to exist. So I think a lot a lot of valuations are going to go down, but we're also going to get a good, good opportunity to build businesses and get a head starter against in competitors because not many people are going to start a business right now. Exactly. And if you find product market fit, once people come in discretionary spendings up, you can then capture the majority of the market. Especially if you're in a new area, if you're playing in a blue ocean yeah. and you've got a new thing, once people are like, right, we're back, we've got more money, we can buy that thing. Yeah. And actually, like with the economy, yeah, it's a lot of it sucks, but mm. 
there's still a lot of jobs out there. Like there it's is, a shitload. There's heaps and people are paying a lot. Yeah. So we're still lucky on that front. If we had high unemployment as well, we'd be yeah. seriously fucked. There's a fuckload of jobs out there. Yeah, man. Me and my brother was looking for a job the other day because uh, he's moved back to Tassie and there's a lot. Yeah. You know? Fucking anyone go to the airport right now. Oh my God. We need, <laughs> some, we need some people in security at the airport. Yeah, we've just, uh, Perth has just changed the um, visa restrictions as well because we just can't get people. It's been yeah, like that wow. for so long where yeah. even in mining, they just, I asked my mate, he's like, yeah, we're just hiring potatoes. They're just the worst <laughs> because it's all we can get and we're paying him stupid money. That's insane. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted to lead into, uh, <laughs> speaking of potato, we've got a thing here. So I, I saw, I don't know where this was. Oh, yes. Yeah, so you, you're talking about the podcast. By the way, I want to just plug. The, I want to plug the pod midstream here. Uh, something new. If you like the podcast, please leave us a, a review. Give us a, I don't know, one star, five star, whatever you think uh, on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. Really does help us out. But speaking of the podcast, uh, Bergs, tell me about the story about your mate and uh, something about I, I was uh, <laughs> sorry, bigger so potato or something. <laughs> This was at this was at this birthday I went to on the weekend where I had the amazing food. Yeah, and this girl, Jem, like a friend of mine, haven't seen her for a while. I uh, haven't seen her for over six months, so she didn't even know that I've moved to yeah. to go work with you from my old job. Yeah, and I was talking about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm like you know, Ben's coming over. He's a CEO. He's like, this is like, oh great. I'm like, yeah, he's like he's like 23, and she's like, what the fuck? And she's like, <laughs> is he a genius? And I just burst out. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Oh man, I've never laughed so hard in my life. <laughs> And I was just like, nah, he's not a genius. <laughs> he's not a genius. And the, he's a the, potato. The, 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 no, I didn't say you're a potato. So the potato comment was when I was thinking back to like when I first started consulting with you and you would have been like 18 and no one's very smart when they're 18. And I was like, you know, you're getting into consulting and you have to kind of mentor someone, teach them about business, all this kind of stuff. And I was just like, yeah, mate, you're a potato back then, like absolute potato. But you had like a couple of things going for you, right? The first thing was, and when you're 18, you know absolutely nothing. Mm. Which the first thing where I was like, this guy, he's he's got the goods and he's he's coachable. Mm-hmm. Number one, you picked up the phone and you called people. You weren't scared. You were just like, I'll, I'll pick him up. I'll have a chat. What's going on? All right, let's solve this. Yeah. That was an amazing thing to see, especially if someone of your generation. Yeah. Even in my generation, you don't see that. They're scared. I'll send an email. I'll do this. I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. You're just like, not nah, get on the phone. Let's do it. Yeah. Next thing was you weren't afraid to say what you didn't know. You're mm. always like, I've got no fucking idea how to do this. How do I do this? <laughs> right? And, like, and, and you tell someone. And then the third thing was like, this is the classic one. Like you literally call me, you weren't afraid to give things a go and you're still like that, right? <laughs> you are exactly like that every single day. You're doing a crazy amount of things in an area you've never tried before. You're doing podcasting, you're doing public speaking, you're flying around, you're doing investor stuff. You're not afraid to give things a go. And the classic one was, I'm pretty sure it was when you were 18, you gave me a call and you're like, Oi, Bergs, man, I've got to put this deal together. Like it was with like some some crypto company, yeah. some sponsorship deal. I was I'm like, like th- okay, th- this afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, cool, man. You know, like, let's talk about it. You're like, no, no, no. I'm literally in the car. I'm going to be there in half an hour. I'm like, holy shit. So I like, briefed you up on like a couple of negotiation points, um, you know, things that you want to clarify, all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, gave you the brief. You're like, great. You call me like an hour later. You're like, yeah, I locked him in for like 90K, man. Let's go. I was like, what the fuck? And that was just so reassuring. And everyone out there, just give things a go. I didn't want to do this podcast. I'm like, fuck, this is another thing I have to do. And now it's easy. I'm having the most fun ever. It's just taking that first step. 100%. And when I look at you, and even if I look at my old boss, right? Like, she's a lot older. She's in her 60s. She was Australian of the Year, first female plastic surgeon, has six kids, all this stuff. Same thing with you. When I look at you both, 
I'm like, is there anything like super extraordinary about them? And I would say no. Yeah, I agree. The extraordinary thing you do have is that you constantly try hard and you constantly show up. Mm. Every day, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, you both show up. You're not afraid to try new things and you keep going. If you show up every single day, that just compounds and compounds. Mm. And it goes back to if you're just you know, interested in something, you'll do what's convenient. Mm. If you're committed, you'll do whatever it takes. Mm. She was committed to her mission and you're committed to yours and you guys will do whatever it takes. Yeah, I love that. I, I'm certainly not a genius. I think uh, very like pretty much bang average at a lot of things. Yeah. But I think it's... Uh, well, I average in a lot too, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that goes to anyone like wanting to start a business or new career or new job. Like it yeah. always is a bit scary to get started. And fuck, like I get anxiety and fucking stress out all the time oh, like the public yeah. speaking like I'm you know I was there when I was talking my first keynote the other day I was like just sitting there like fucking shaking my legs or sweaty palms my brother was sitting next to me he said are you nervous mate I said you're fucking wrecking mate <laughs> I was like, I was, and then they delayed you as well just yeah, to sit you up again yeah it was another hour behind I was like you know up in the middle of the night so like you do only see the good stuff yeah, right yeah. you know never never think that there's not stuff going on behind the scenes it's always difficult and this is the thing people are like oh I'm not like that person yeah and the reality is you are. Everyone is just average, right? Yeah. They're, they are not greater than you. They've just tried harder and they've done it longer. Yeah, yeah. And you look at all these people and yeah, they've got a well-honed product and you only see that small sliver of what they are. You don't see what's behind closed doors, the sleepless nights, the prep, the broken down marriage, whatever it may be, 100%, whatever they're 100%, dedicating yeah. to that thing. 100%. And, and it's, uh, yeah, I, I love that. You don't see behind the scenes and I do it all the time. Like I'm like, I'm like here compared to where like I want to be. And I, I yeah. do, we all fall in the trouble yeah. of comparing ourselves. Like, fuck, I need to be like, yes. so this morning I woke up, I was like, fuck, I'm not doing enough. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. The, yeah. It's the thing. It's good to have goals, but when you compare to other people, comparison yeah, it's, it's is the thief of joy. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I'm super fucking happy. I'm not Joe Rogan, but fuck me. I get to sit in a studio <laughs> with Ben, talk shit, and we're going out for chicken burgers. Yeah. I'm having the best life yeah. ever, mate. Yeah. Like this That's is cool. just ridiculously good. 100%. Like if you compare yourself, you're just not going to have a good time. Give, have your goals, give yourself enough time, 100%. give yourself enough, you know, kindness to, to actually develop and grow into those things. I think things. social media really, we spoke about this before, social media can really have, and I've, I've found this, you know, when I use social media, it really does bring down, because of the dopamine, mm. it increased that artificial level of dopamine in your brain and you don't get enough of the natural dopamine that actually makes you happy and you yeah. forget what you're like happy about. So I've started back on the journey side, you know, writing down what, you, what I'm grateful for and things I love and... I use the Calm app to meditate every morning. Sometimes it does that sort of like, um, you know, what are you grateful for? And you think about those people yeah. and, you know, the experiences in your life. And I can know that changes things. Like it really does change perspective. I feel the most like happy, rich, wealthy, calm when I just meditate. Mm. Like how I, peaceful is it? Fuck. When the thoughts just, just cease in your head. It, it just, everything disappears and you're just sitting there like, I could just do this for like all day. And- that's the thing, like, because you're getting, it's like a flush and getting rid of all that dopamine and a bit of yeah. a reset and just spending time on yourself to do something for yourself. Yeah. I just feel so rich doing yeah. that. I'm just like, I'm lucky enough that I have yeah. just the 10 minutes to do yeah, that. Yeah. I'm not working like a mad bastard just to yeah. feed my family, yeah. you know? It is the most amazing thing. And even when I went away for those couple of weeks and just went away with my family and just yeah. had lots of fires and just disconnected, you just walk around smiling. Yeah. And even, even like, um, I was watching this show. It was like from the the fifties or something, and it was this Ita Italian show. Um, and they used to like they're like dancing with each other, and that was like, you know, the peak of like raunchiness and doing yeah. all this stuff. And because they didn't have like all these screens and things beamed into their head and being interconnected, it was just 
It's wild. So I've been thinking about this for a little while. It sort of came up. Um, my mate went to this retreat up in Queensland where for seven days you completely disconnect. Yeah. So you go to like a, a village yeah. and uh, you leave your phone at home and you go up there for seven days and you go through different – basically meditate each day and you do different activities and stuff with other people. And Is it a silent retreat or are you allowed to talk? Uh, I've I've heard ones that are completely silent retreat. Yeah. That sounds like pretty crazy. Yeah. But I think I'm going to – like I, I want to look into it more. I haven't had a chance to really look into it. But I, I really think – he came back and said he was like basically like changed him. Yeah. You know, and, and I've heard uh, similar things with like doing things like psychedelics and stuff when you like yeah. really disconnect and you're basically thinking about random shit. It's a reset and it also <clears throat> makes you realize how much you don't matter. Mm. Like life is beautiful. You just stare at trees. Like they look that good. You listen to the wind yeah. and your ego just dissolves. We tie all this stuff to our ego where, you know, I am Aaron. I'm a chief product officer. I'm a board member. I'm a father. Mm. I'm this, I'm that. I have this status. I invest in this. Yeah. I have power over or influence over these people. Well, that's horseshit. When that melts, if you took all that away, who would you be? And no one gives a fuck. You know what? The other thing about this podcast is what I was so scared to do this, like not even this podcast, but just start a podcast in general, like let's go a year or two ago. It's a big build up. Oh, I don't have the microphone. Oh, I don't have the camera. Oh, I don't know what yeah, to talk about. Yeah. Oh, studio's no good. Oh, it's Tuesday. Oh, it's raining. It's, I can't do it. You do the first episode. And no one gives a fuck. No, no one cares. <laughs> no one cares. They don't even listen. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly it. No. And that's the thing. Like, literally, the podcast is for us. Yeah, correct. Yeah. No one cares. But we're having fun. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we are so small. Isn't that funny? Like, literally, no one cares. Everyone else has got their own problems to sort about. Everyone else is fucking struggling. You know what I mean? Lad, have you ever seen that video where they start with a person and they zoom out into space? Oh, yeah. Fuck me. And so, they keep going to the other planets, yeah. different universes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. So there's, there's literally like billions of stars out there and we think we're important and we're this magical land and it's like bitch you don't even matter you're like you're not even a fucking ant you're here like just for a hundred years if you're lucky yeah and the earth is what are you like 13 billion years old so it's like it's like oh the universe is sorry not the earth and you're like all of that time you're not even if you have like a hundred meter kind of line you're not even a dot on that line for the amount you're alive and you think you think people are going to remember you just after you're dead no can you name anyone from a hundred years ago can you name like an Aztec or an Incan or anything like that that ruled the world, the Mayans? You fucking can't. And it wasn't even that long ago, mate. <laughs> when, do you think, when do you think like that? You're like, fuck. Yeah, exactly right. Like you're here for a very short period of time. Just enjoy it. What are you going to do? Amass all this wealth like you're a pharaoh and take yeah. it to your fucking grave? <laughs> like really? What the fuck? Like how many boats do you really need? Jesus Christ. Like we're so hell bent yeah. on wealth and status and building all this stuff that shit never matters and when you realize that it's one of those things it's like your second life begins when you realize you only have one mm. the day you realize mm. that is the day you start living mm. and getting back to that reset where your mate came back and he's like i'm a different person i'm exactly the same mm. like after i had that like went away and i read um how to stop worrying and start living yeah. by dale carnegie yeah amazing book very practical. There's like 30 small chapters and it's just like, do this thing, do this thing, do this thing. Like pretty much all my gut troubles have gone away. My anxiety has gone away. My sleep's amazing. I fucking worry about nothing. Fucking living your best life. It's incredible, mate. It yeah. is unbelievable. I'm going to do one of these. I don't know if I'm going to do a silent, seven day silent retreat. That sounds. My sister-in-law's done it and she said it, it was, it was pretty good. <laughs> Silence a big way to go. I think you have to be after a real spiritual thing and yeah. Even just disconnect. Even start small, man. I've started just, I go for a walk for an hour. Mm. I just leave my phone at home. And just being untethered yeah. from my phone yeah. 
and no one being able to call me or reach me and knowing that they can't do yeah. that, I just feel so free and yeah. rich and like like I'm doing something wrong, like yeah. something illegal. No, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like if, if my yeah. family can't call me or something, but yeah. it's, it's just the, the most amazing thing. Yeah, Berg, so we've been carrying on for too much. So we're going to push the sales and acquisition to next week because that's a bunch of fun. There's so much stuff to talk about. Uh, I want to roll into, let's do middle of the week. So, no, oh, meme of, of the week, meme of the week. Yeah, have you got a... Right. Now, last week we got cancelled, so... <laughs> <laughs> so no one's listening this week, so why not? So, hopefully this week... So, so before you put it up, okay. I'll, just, I'll just preface this. There's, there's no trigger warning this week. <laughs> I probably got about, oh, a thousand memes during the week, I'll say at least. About 900 of them I can't put on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> but out of all of them, this one made me laugh the hardest, and I've just been thinking about it all week. It's been so good. Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's see, let's see if we can get this working. There we go. All right, here's the meme of the week. So we've got Dave Grohl <laughs> from Food Fighters sitting on a bench. He's looking yeah, very distressed. Cool. He's yes. <laughs> he just And he just dropped a euro. So if everyone doesn't know that, it's like a Greek kebab. And the, the caption is, there goes my euro. There goes my euro. Watch him as he goes. <laughs> Mate, I've been laughing about this all week. And the euro is like mid mid fall, like yeah. it's like on the way to the ground. He's just dropped it. He's just so distressed on his face. Oh my god, I'll just be singing this around the house. <laughs> oh, it's been so okay, good. And good. I've been playing this song non-stop just because it reminds me of the meme and it makes me laugh. It's so good. It's PG, mate. Oh, I love it, love it. Okay. We've got meal of the week coming up. Oh, let's go. Um, I'm going to go first. So, oh, Berks. look at this. Okay, so, look, this is a funny one, Berks, because, uh, you know, on oh, so this is a chicken burger for people at home, you know, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> surprise, 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 surprise. So, this is down at Docklands. So this is down at Docklands on, what, what, what day is it? Wednesday, today, Monday, I don't know, Monday, Sunday. Went down for a chicken burger. I missed lunch. I was fucking hungry. I was like, fuck, I'm going to do a chicken burger. Roll around this place, and it, it comes out, I'm like, wow. Upon... The outside, this looks fantastic. But as I dug deeper, Bergs, it was a pretty average chicken burger. Was it really dark? Like They need to change the oil in their fryer. So the chicken looked like, yeah, correct. It had been deep fried in fucking oil that had been in there since 1943. (laughs) Then the bun also accompanied the chicken back in 1943 because that bun... Was the fucking oldest bun I've ever stuck my teeth through. It was, you know, when you get an old piece of bread that's like on the verge of going green and it just like crumples and it's sort of like furry on the inside. Shit. The chips as well were so hot, but yet so bad. Like the (laughs) chips, it was like trying to chew. Something like burning in your mouth, but the flavor and like the the risk and reward ratio of like burning your mouth to the reward of eating some undercooked shitty potato chips was so poor. I think I had like one chip and then I actually just, and then to the bottom of the burger, it was so like oily Oh. That the bottom bun was basically wet. Oh, so at the bottom. Up. You got generational oil in there, mate. <laughs> mate, I've got oil that fucking my great 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 grandfather was eating at Docklands. <laughs> <laughs> so Berg's like, this was like probably a two point seven out of ten. It was gross. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. So, did you eat a little bit of it, or what? I what I tend to do is if I have a really bad meal. I'll be like, this is crap, I want a refund. And I'll go somewhere else and get the same meal to cancel it out. Oh, wow. What did you do? Did you just... I smashed it. 
<laughs> I'm so angry. <laughs> oh, amazing. You're like, it's fucked. We're going to do I'm it. So I'm going to schedule here. It was like 5 p.m. I need lunch. I was like, man, I've got to go back and do some meetings. Like, fuck. So good. It. So good. <laughs> Felt so shit afterwards. But anyway. Oh, man. You got the Coke in the background. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Right, mate. What have you got for us? Mate, so this this is my meal of the week. Oh, my god. This was phenomenal. So- it was uh, Brooke's birthday, a friend of ours, and her husband, Richie, was cooking. Yeah. And he's only been on the Weber for like a couple of years, mate. Right. But, mate, he's a fucking pro. Right. So shout out to Richie, legend. Richie, Love you. Well done, man. Uh, mate. All right. So first of all, he cooks up some uh, lamb. He does it in the morning. He smokes this beautiful lamb shoulder. We get there. He pulls it apart, and he's made this like chimichurri sauce. He's got chipotle sauce. He's got cut up coriander, some like you know, slaw, all this kind of stuff. Unbelievable. He even did like corn on the barbie and put like this amazing like Mexican nice. sauce over it. Nice. Oh man. So that came out. So he's doing this for everyone. How many people at the party? Oh, about 12 to 14, something okay, like so that. Not yeah. like massive, but yeah, still decent. Yeah. 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 So we've got our tortillas. We're making that. We're eating. We're, oh, it's the best food. Amazing. Yeah. Then he cooks this fish, right? Oh. So what he's done, he's gone out the front of his house Rip some bark off the front of his tree, right? This is how good this lad is. And he washes out, washes out all the ants and insects. Right? Gets this red emperor fish and covers it in like, you know, lime, coriander, coriander root, all this stuff. And he wraps it up and he puts it on the coals, mate. Wow. Right? So after all this is done, he comes out and it's like, you know, we're halfway through eating and he just puts it on the table and he opens it. And then he just flakes it apart. And this thing, you could oh, not have no. cooked it more perfectly Fuck if you hell. tried. And this thing just tasted, it was moist. It was delicious. It had that nice lime and coriander flavor as well as like a bit of smoke and it took on some of the bark flavor. I have never tasted anything like this in my life. Really? Like, wow. You know when you have that new flavor experience yeah. and you're like, holy, holy shit, shit yeah. I didn't know this existed. Wow. This blew me away. This thing went in like four seconds, mate. It so was What was the fish called again? What sort of Red fish? Emperor. Red Emperor You fish. could use like a snapper or anything in so there. Do you buy this from the supermarket or do you catch it? Yeah, just anywhere, mate. This is just like local Fuck, fish. Fuck, man. It was unbelievable. I'm going to give this an 11 out no, of 10. No, I've got 11. I knew that was coming. Serious, I it is was so, it was so, I could not stop talking about this. I'm just looking at it now going, oh my God, how do I make this? Oh my it goodness. was just unbelievable. Absolutely wow, unbelievable. You've got the 10. You've got oh, the 10. Mate, so good, so good. Uh, you know, you got, have you got one? No, this is it. That's it, That's mate. it, okay. Wonderful. So that was uh, middle of the week, uh, meme of the week. And Berg, so I wanted to bring back uh, gratitude and kindness of the week. So this is where we have a story, something about a great, uh, grateful for uh, and or, uh, yeah, that we're kind for, no, feeling kind. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay. What are you, you got something for me? I have a gratitude and a kindness. Okay, so hit me. My gratitude one is real easy, man. I'm so grateful I live in Australia. Yeah. And just particularly that healthcare in Australia. Like if I have any issue, I can go to a doctor, I can get to a specialist, I can get to whoever I need relatively quickly. And I see all these people, especially on Reddit threads, just suffering through chronic illnesses or something they need to get sorted. And it's just like being able to go somewhere talk to someone and get whatever shit is plaguing you solved almost instantly and medications like 10 bucks. It is just unbelievable. Like we are such a privileged and lucky society. I'm just mm. so grateful mm. that I live here, man. It yeah, is just unbelievable. Yeah. It is very it is good here. Yeah. 100%. And I, I had a kindness as well. So okay. this is 
two days ago. So I just just got in the in my garage and started lifting. Right, it's probably about two sets into my deadlift. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm lifting like the max weight I've lifted. It's not that heavy, but it's max for me. Yeah. And then my phone starts ringing. It's like a random number, so I pick it up, and she's like, "Hello, is that Aaron?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And what this is? This is one of my dad's old friends, and she's yeah. in her eighties. Yeah. And she tries to call my mum every now and then. She yeah. calls her home phone, but mum's home phone is like on and off because it's an internet thing. Everyone just calls her mobile now, yeah. but she's old. She calls her home yeah. phone. And I start talking to her and I'm like, yeah. And I'm like sitting there going, oh, fuck, this conversation's gone a bit long. It's been a couple of minutes. And, you know, I've got to get back to my deadlift. I have to do this. I have to smash it out. And then I've got to do this. And I thought, what the fuck kind of human am I? Like when I'm in my 80s and someone wants, I want to talk to someone, I would be so happy if they just talked to me and told me about their life. Like I haven't seen her for a couple of years and she doesn't have that long to live. So I literally just go, no, this is not important. I literally sat down, talked to her about my wife, my daughter, things that are going on, talked to her for about 20 minutes. And the reality is that's nothing to me, but it would have meant the world to her because she's at home. She's still living by herself, doing all that stuff, but doesn't have a lot of interaction and, I was like, look, when I'm that old, I would hope that someone would do that for me. And for sure. that was just my kindness of the week, man. For sure. I love that, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I always get scared about getting old, right? When you're fucking oh. lonely as shit or your partner passes away or something like that. You're like, there's not much There's not much oh, going for you. Mate, you know and I mean? when, when you've got all these illnesses and you, you ache all the time and you have to take yeah. all this medication and you're always sleepy and yeah. your back hurts and you can't travel and yeah. you know that you're on that downward trend yeah. and it's only going to get worse. Yeah, fuck. It's hard looking down that. Fuck, man. We forget, man. Yeah, we forget to enjoy ourselves. Like that is going to be your life. Enjoy yourself now while you can. I understand. Uh, so I've, I've been tossing up a few. Uh, what I'm grateful for. So one, grateful for my new PA, Haley. Holy <laughs> shit! As you should <laughs> oh well be. God. Bloody hell! Uh, so she is only part time. Yep. But my God, has uh, has that helped? My organization, what I need to do, admin support, even my emails. Yep. She's like, when she first started, she's like, Ben, what the fuck is going on in here? She's like, like I, ben, I go how and, do you live? I like? just did your emails and then like four minutes later, it's doubled and like, can't someone else do these meetings? What's going on? We're completely fucked. And I'm constantly late to places. Don't know where I need to go. Constantly just have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> you, you told me your story where you're like, Dave, I need to fly here. All right, cool. <laughs> now, later. Oh, yeah, those flights you booked, I don't need to do that anymore, <laughs> mate. And Dave's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> just constantly chaos, uh, running a million miles an hour. So she's just added some, you know, messages me every morning, make sure I know what's going on. She's got some questions. She just, like, keeps things, like, sort of, like, well-oiled, which is um, yeah. which is much better than what it was. So super grateful for Hayley. And kindness, I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't really have uh, a story this week for kindness. not like you had, Berg, so I think I'm just going to leave it with yours. You also had another gratitude where you shouted out the entire team during the all hands. Oh, that yeah. was pretty awesome. That was good. Yeah. Oh, fuck, super grateful for our team. So every every weekday, no, every uh, sorry, every weekly huddle on a Tuesday, we go around the room. We share a value story about how one of our colleagues, like you know, or team members, displayed one of our values. And this week, I had one for everyone. Like just everyone is just putting in the hard yards. And even one of uh, Nick's comment in the Slack today. I'm not sure if you saw that. Oh, squad, yeah, he that just, was awesome. He was, he was crook, and then sort of came back and. Watch through and just so grateful about the team. It's such so powerful uplifting, and yeah. uplifting and like motivating. Yeah, motivating. That's yeah. it. Uh, when everyone's just getting in there and grinding and doing awesome stuff. So, so much fun, man. Amazing. Yeah, so much I, fun. I'm still amped from that meeting. Yeah. Like, I might go back and rewatch that because yeah. every time I do, like, we just get so amped. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Oh, Love it's it. Talking about everything that we're doing and everyone succeeding in their own areas and we're all moving together as a unit. It's yeah. just brilliant. Yeah, I love it. 
Cool, Berks. Well, uh, everyone listening and giving us feedback, we're loving it. We're getting messages uh, all the time. Uh, yeah, so, you know, yeah. Either get- give, giving us shit or telling us how uh, they're enjoying it. So yeah. 